Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome, welcome, welcome in to World Soccer Talk Radio right here on the Sports by Live Broadcasting Network. And you may be listening to us in podcast form, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and the website that started it all, worldsoccertalk.com. However you're listening to us, I hope you're enjoying it. It is a pleasure and a privilege to be with you. My name is Nate Abaurea. Tweet me on Twitter. You know that Twitter thing, at NateWST, and get a hold of all of us at World Soccer Talk, and also follow at Sports Byline USA for updates on the show Lee Walker, the global managing editor of Bleacher Report, is going to be with us, talking to us live from London. And Lee will not only be breaking down what's going on uh, with Bleacher Report and their expanded soccer coverage and, and all sorts of exciting stuff going on with Bleacher Report on a global level and as well as, as what's going on here in America with Bleacher Report. Lee, a very, very passionate Arsenal supporter. So we'll be talking all about the Gooners. Get a Get a little Arsenal perspective on that 3-3 draw at Anfield back on uh, Wednesday night after we pretty much dedicated the show to a Liverpool point of view yesterday with Roy Yates. But uh, we'll, we'll get a little Arsenal perspective on that match. And then we'll look forward to this weekend against Stoke. We'll look forward to the Champions League tie against Barcelona. Is there any chance? Is anybody giving Arsenal a sniff of a chance in the Champions League round of 16, 180 minutes against Barcelona, against one of the best sides? I mean, I'll just say it, one of the best assembled sides in world football history and currently one of the best sides in the world. Can they stop the three tenors, the three musketeers, the three amigos, whatever the hell you want to call them, Luis Suarez, Lionel Messi, and Neymar coming to the Emirates my God. Well, the way that Arsenal defended yesterday against Liverpool, I can't help but think that Luis Suarez, Neymar, and Messi are going to have a field day when they come to North London. But we shall see. Still plenty of time to prepare and plenty of other things to focus on for Arsenal. Namely, this weekend against a very, very tough Stoke side that is currently in seventh place in the Premier League. We'll talk Arsenal and Stoke. We'll talk Champions League. And we'll take a little trip down memory lane heading for that beautiful ground known as Highbury. We're back after this with Lee Walker of Bleacher Report right here on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned, you gooners. Avenue. And then we'll take it higher. 
Music Avenue. And then we'll take it higher. See the world's best matches. Live, wherever you are, with Fox Soccer to Go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at SoccerOnDish.com. You know that non-bank private equity business loans aren't for every business, but billions of dollars have already funded across this greatest nation on God's green earth. This is Michael Medved for BusinessLoansNow.com, where they focus mostly on monthly cash flow, not personal credit. If your business could use funding in less than 48 hours, I encourage you to research the private equity loan sector at BusinessLoansNow.com to find out how much your business could qualify to get. That's BusinessLoansNow.com. BusinessLoansNow.com. Hey, America, it's me, Colonel Sanders. Now, can you guess what I'm thinking? Nope, that's not it. Nope, nope, not that. Nope, nope. Exactly. KFC's popcorn chicken is made with 100% white meat, not like those nuggets that come in funny shapes. And now you can get them in a KFC $5 fill-up, along with a side, a cookie, and a drink. Wow, you are very good at guessing things. Kentucky Fried Chicken, it's finger-licking good. At participating KFCs includes popcorn chicken, side biscuit, cookie, medium drink, tax extra. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first off, hope you are well. And I am. Seems like all you do is promote Geico's web and app abilities. And while I really enjoyed your last commercial where you talked about how I could take a photo of my VIN number and add it to my account all via my Geico app, I've got to think it doesn't leave you much time for anything else. Do tell. Sincerely, Miranda Morgan. Well, Miranda, thank you for asking. And this Geico spokespick does have time to do other things. For instance, I do a lot of VIN scanning to add a car. Just to tap away on the Geico app. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for. FreeSoccerTrial.com With NGSN, you get live, legal, and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the U.S. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Berea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. How'd you like to play football against the Germans? Why not? Welcome back in to World Soccer Talk Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Nate Abarea here with you and our guest in this edition of the show is the global managing editor of the Bleacher Report, Lee Walker, a proud Arsenal supporter, currently talking to us from just about 20 minutes away from the Emirates Stadium uh, in London, Lee. That's correct, yes, just uh, about a mile away, Um, cold, wet, but uh, it's uh, good to chat to you. 
Well, we'll talk about Arsenal uh, a little bit later in the program. I can't wait to have a uh, nice Gooner dialogue with you. We talked all about Liverpool uh, in, in yesterday's show and after that incredible uh, 3-3 encounter at Anfield recently. Cannot wait to talk with you about where Arsenal go from there and, and what's next for, for Arsene Wenger in, in all competitions. But I got to talk with you first off about your role with Bleacher Report. Talk about a, a typical day right now working with one of the fastest growing sports websites in the world. Sure, yes. So um, I was appointed in 2013. I was Bleacher Report's first international managing editor. Um, it's exciting, exciting company. It's very young. Um, unfortunately, I'm slightly off demo, but I've been a bit too old for the company. But um, it's a great place to work. Um, we are number two um, sports digital property in the U.S., and growing fast outside, um, happily for the subject we talk about, is that soccer is our number three sport for the company, just behind um, football and basketball. Um, we're, we're young, we have a young audience, um, hence why there's a big soccer audience. Um, the soccer audience is be bigger in the US than the baseball audience, which is a reflection of probably how fast soccer is growing in the US. And it's not just you know, Tim Howard saving everything at the World Cup, it's... Uh, the rise of FIFA gaming, example, and obviously the MLS and other factors like that. So very exciting place to work. Um, we keep developing our, our content. I guess the um, the latest iteration of that is TeamStream Now. So um, our app is called TeamStream, and our real-time video news reaction is called TeamStream Now. So in the US, you may have seen uh, some guys like, such as Adam Lefko, Chris Sims, talking about the NFL um, we replicate that model now out of London each day. Uh, Marcus Speller, who is the um, presenter of the Football Ramble podcast and has been for a couple of years on that side, has joined us and presents um, TeamStream now for world football. So the basic premise is if something happens, then we give you strong, hopefully fun, but engaging and um, intellectual debate about the subject matters of the day. So whether that be Liverpool's shock move for Stephen Corker and... Uh, that was pretty desperate, as we all agree, to whether the Real Madrid transfer ban. We're giving you reaction within within 30 minutes. Hopefully, if you subscribe to one of those teams on our app, you'll get an alert within 30 minutes saying to you, OK, what does Stephen Corker's signature mean for Liverpool as a Liverpool fan? And that's what we're all about. The name is TeamStream. There's a big clue there. It's about personalised content. It's about trustworthy content. Um, hopefully, it's about innovative content as well coming to you on the platforms that you use. No one's is really waiting now for their uh, daily news update. Certainly in the UK, we have um, Sky Sports News, and one of my colleagues in the US described that as watching uh, CNN on sedatives. So that's an example of <laughs> how us as a company see that sort of slightly stale, slightly dull way of presenting news. We know it can be engaging, it can be fun. We can give you all the insight, but hopefully in a digestible way on your phone. So, you know, whether you're having, whether you're in a bar or you're having dinner with your girlfriend, you can still catch up on all the uh, latest soccer news, which we obviously know is far more important than chatting to your girlfriend. <laughs> Sky Sports, CNN on sedatives. I'm definitely going to remember that one. I, I absolutely love Team Stream. I, I love what it is and, and tapping into the new generation of media. And I got to go back to, to something that, that you touched on there, and that is the, the soccer focus 
of Bleacher Report. Was there was there a bit of a struggle at all in terms of making that happen, taking Bleacher Report into the soccer world? Or was it something where the powers that be went, uh, we'd be stupid to not do this considering what soccer is not only around the world but what it's becoming here in the states was there any sort of struggle in that process though lee no not really um dave finocchio who was one of the founders of bleacher report and has rejoined the company um as ceo this week is a is a big soccer fan he's he went down to the world cup in south africa um he knew that soccer globally is is the sport. Um, so that made a very easy, easy transition for us. Um, and we've just continued, continued that momentum as a, as a company. Um, we, we call ourselves the social voice of sports and, um, by the social voice, that doesn't necessarily mean low rent memes. Uh, although we, we do love a low rent meme ourselves, but it also can mean you know, thought provoking columns, um, compelling features, feature length videos. So, um, that's all of where we've gone with our content. So last year, for example, um, hopefully some of the um, people would have seen some of our content. We tracked Ali Dyer, the guy who duped his way onto the pitch for Southampton um, under Graham Souness by saying he was George Weir's cousin. We had a very fascinating story trying to track him. Um, we actually didn't find to, we failed to find him, but we had a great um, lot of fun trying to. Um, we went that went to Malmo, where Zlatan um, grew up, and got a sense of his persona and what gives him that sort of arrogance and ego. So a lot of these thought-provoking columns and features um, are, are quite hard to come by in uh, the general media landscape right now. So I'm very excited that we're touching on these. We've got um, a few exciting features to come in 2016. Um, a lot of things in the in the pipeline. Um, and as, as we talked about, we're moving into real-time video, um, hopefully doing some amazing visuals and some feature-length videos. Um, I think one of the greatest pieces that we did as a company was last year around Darnell Dockett, the former Arizona Cardinals um, defensive end, um, going back to the house where his, um, his mother was murdered. That's, that's quite an intense subject. So looking to move that into, um, into the soccer space. Hopefully before the Euros, we'll... Um, put together some nice long-form video features. Now, certainly looking into some ideas where we may go up to Iceland, possibly to Albania, a lot of exciting stories around uh, the European Championships. So, no, the company as a whole is all about uh, soccer as a, as a third wheel, along with football and basketball, as the sports that young people are really engaged in and the future for us. Lee, one of the main uh, reviews of Bleacher Report over the last few years is, is it's so entertaining. There's so much entertaining content within there. There's so much humor and, and, and good wit. But you talk about that Darnell Dockett story. I mean, that's an American football story, but there's so many others in, in the soccer world that are, are so serious and, and so dramatic that you guys also put up on, on these online platforms for, for the world to see. Talk about that that balance of, of these incredibly serious, deep, deep stories mixed in with, with, with lighthearted humor and, and very witty, witty, funny stuff. Um, I, will, I, will still, I will steal a quote from somewhere else because it's always good to steal quotes from people who are more intelligent and wise than yourself. Um, Jonah Peretti, who founded BuzzFeed, um, said um, there's a great analogy about how um, you can sit outside a, a cafe 
um, and you can be reading Dostoevsky and then a, a dog may come up to you and you can stroke the dog and you can still flirt with the waitress. And by flirting with the waitress and stroking the dog, it doesn't mean you are less um, engaged with the Dostoevsky book. So the human brain can do a lot of things. And I think simultaneously at different times, we all want to consume different types of content. So as I said, we describe ourselves as the social vice of sports, but that really just means something that makes you want to take an action, whether it's liking, sharing, commenting, anything that makes you think, feel or discuss something you wouldn't have otherwise. So I know if I'm watching a press conference with um, Arsene Wenger or Jurgen Klopp and they're just going through the motions and giving us platitudes, um, you know, the classic Premier League football or press, um, press conference or interview, yeah, we really like to win on Saturday, yeah, blah, blah. That's not going to make me, that's not going to provoke anything apart from boredom and possibly nausea. So we like to produce content that you know, gives a, provokes a reaction, not in a, not in a cheap way, certainly not in a clickbait way. Um, that's a cheap stick to throw at Bleacher Report. And you know, to be fair, that probably some of the stuff in 2010, the, the long slideshows was where we were at that stage. But like um, many media companies, we have evolved and now we're all about um, just producing content that people enjoy. His name is Lee Walker, the global managing editor of Bleacher Report. My name is Nate Abarea. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Talk and Arsenal heading to the Emirates. Stay tuned. If you're a soccer fan and you want to cut the cord and watch more of the beautiful game, NGSN may be the online streaming service you're looking for. FreeSoccerTrial.com With NGSN, you get live, legal and on-demand access to matches from the Eredivisie, J-League from Japan, K-League from Korea, Argentina's Primera Division, Portugal, Ecuador, Russian Premier League, as well as leagues from Bolivia, Venezuela, and more. The games are in HD, and commentaries are available in your choice of English or Spanish. And this is a completely new and legal way to watch soccer games in the US. Try it, and I think you'll be impressed. All you have to do is go to freesoccertrial.com and sign up today for your free 30-day trial to NGSN. Again, that's freesoccertrial.com. Freesoccertrial.com. Cheers. You know that non-bank private equity business loans are not for every business. However, billions of dollars have already funded across this greatest nation on God's green earth. This is Michael Medved for BusinessLoansNow.com, where they focus mostly on monthly cash flow and not personal credit. If your business could use funding in less than 48 hours, I encourage you to visit BusinessLoansNow.com to find out how much your business could qualify to get. Helping your business is what we do. Hey, America, it's me, Colonel Sanders. Now, can you guess what I'm thinking? Nope, that's not it. Nope, nope, not that. Nope, nope. Exactly. KFC's popcorn chicken is made with 100% white meat. Not like those nuggets that come in funny shapes. And now you can get them in a KFC $5 fill-up, along with a side, a cookie, and a drink. Wow, you are very good at guessing things. Kentucky Fried Chicken, it's finger-licking good. At participating KFCs includes popcorn chicken, side biscuit, cookie, medium drink, tax extra.
Looking to get away this winter? Visit the charming bayside town of Tiburon, located just minutes from San Francisco. The lodge at Tiburon is steps from the ferry docks and nestled among Tiburon's upscale boutiques, enticing cafes, and unique galleries. Dine at award-winning Tiburon Tavern, serving innovative dishes prepared with ingredients grown in our very own garden. Join us at the lodge at Tiburon and create long-lasting memories. Winter specials from $159 a night. Call 1-877-614-6068 or go to lodgeattiburon.com. See the world's best matches live wherever you are with Fox Soccer to Go. Watch select live matches on your smartphone, on your tablet, and on your computer. Get the app, get the games, and get your fix. Live soccer and more. Anytime, anywhere. Sign up to watch the Bundesliga and Champions League at Soccer on Dish. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nada Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. But I'm now the president of everybody. Nate and Lee back here with you on World Soccer Talk Radio. It's time to do what we promised and head to the Emirates, talk a little Arsenal. But first, we actually kind of head up to Liverpool and, and talk talk a little Anfield soccer from, from Wednesday night, that incredible 3-3 draw between Arsenal and Liverpool. It, it seemed like a fair result, and we pretty much had a show dedicated yesterday, Lee, to the, the Liverpool side of things. But before we talk about moving forward and talk about this upcoming weekend and, and everything else going on uh, for Arsenal in multiple competitions... What were your main takeaways from the the six-goal thriller between Liverpool and Arsenal back on Wednesday night? I think it was. I think it was a great game, um, a great spectacle. Um, As an Arsenal fan, for the last 20 minutes, it did look inevitable that that equaliser would come. It's interesting Arsene Wenger this season has got into this habit um, of trying to protect Leeds far more than he's used to. Maybe he's... um, started reading the press about him being too um, too gung-ho and just too want to play the beautiful game. So I'm always a bit wary when Kieran Gibbs comes on in that uh, attacking left-sided role. Um, so I thought Arsenal played well, um, very open attacking. But yeah, I did fear it, it was an inevitable when the Gunners dropped deeper and deeper in that last 15 minutes. So 21 matches played now, Lee, and Arsenal are even on points, ahead on goal difference, ahead of Leicester City. I know we all saw that coming. Arsenal and Leicester won two in the Premier League. But, but when you consider all the competitions going on for Arsenal and, and you consider the, the European aspirations, obviously a, a, a rather difficult tie coming up uh, in the round of 16 with Barcelona, but... I look at the Prem right now. I see Arsenal on top after 21 matches. How are you feeling about the the Premier League title chances for your side? It's quite interesting that Arsenal and Leicester are on one and two. But that was the first um, Arsenal game I ever attended back in 1983. It was <laughs> Arsenal Arsenal two, Leicester one. I think it was about 22,000 people at Highbury. It was a, it was a different age. Um, I think Arsenal have a great chance of winning the league. Um, although I don't necessarily think they are a much improved team this year. I think it's a reflection of a pretty average Premier League. You know, Manchester City have not kicked on this season as many thought they would. I think Yaya Toure's in and out influence on the team from central midfield 
is hindering those. And obviously, Manchester United are pretty pretty boring, pretty average, um, and, and Chelsea are in um, in disarray. So. I think Arsenal have a great chance, um, and I think there's every chance they could win the league with six or seven defeats. Um, obviously, the Invincibles, but let's not forget 1991 title-winning team. Arsenal only lost one game that year in the league. Um, so yes, I'm I'm quietly confident that Arsenal ca- can win the league. You have to fear when you see the touches of matches on December 26 when they got royally thumped by Southampton. But yeah, I'm. I'm confident that they can kick on this year. When you say they could win the title with six or seven defeats, what do you think that says about the state of of the Premier League? Because I love there's there's a word that I always considered very American sports tied, and that's the word parity. But I've I've started to actually hear that thrown around in the British press quite a bit, and even even broadcasters like the great John Champion and and other folks on the World Feed using using that term parity. That wow, this is we we've never really seen a, a Premier League season like this. What do you think that statement that you just made says about the Premier League as a whole that Arsenal could very well win the title with six or seven defeats to their names? Uh, I don't think there's parity, but there certainly is a strong middle element. And there's, it's not really a surprise there's a strong group of middle teams because the TV money that is flowing into the English game allows clubs like Stoke City to buy Shakiri, etc., etc. Um it's going to be more and more. Obviously, the distribution of TV money in Spain, for example, is so heavily dominated by Barcelona and Real Madrid. It's going to be a top-heavy league, and you have to um, don your cap to clubs like Atletico, who, with smaller resources, can maintain that. So, parity in as much as, to use a US analogy, teams are going to go maybe 26, 7, and... Uh, Five and win a league rather than a time where, as I said, Arsenal 1991 lost one game, the Invincibles. Um, I think, you know, it, often in the UK, rather glibly, um, commentators say, oh, it's the greatest league in the world. I'm not sure about the greatest league in the world, but it's, it's the most competitive because there are teams 8 to 15 that, not just on their day, but on several days, can turn over the biggest, biggest teams. I think when we get to the Champions League last 16, let's see how those clubs get on. Let's see how Arsenal get on against Barcelona. Let's see how Chelsea and um, Manchester City get on because to say that um, the Premier League is the strongest league in the world, I think the UEFA coefficient tells its own story and it's it's maybe number three when you go from one to 20 in terms of actual quality. What kind of chances do you give Arsenal uh, against Barcelona in that in that round of 16 Champions League, Tylee? Um, between small and zero. <laughs> you can't, but, can't, can't expand on, on what it's well, going to take for, for a miracle you know, to happen. I say, I say that, uh, I say that in jest. Let's not forget when Arsenal were at the new Camp, only, um, Sir, Sir Nicholas Bentner and his inability to finish from close range prevented Arsenal from beating Barcelona over two legs, uh, despite that they had Robin Van Persie sent off that night in, uh, in Catalonia. It's it's a hundred it's a hundred and eighty minutes. Um, obviously, Barcelona have the greatest strike force that I can remember. Um, it's going to be tough. Um, I don't think there's any way you can shackle Messi, Neymar, uh, and Luis Suarez. Um, you just hope that Arsenal can 
produce something out of the ordinary. I think I think that's the key term. It's got to be out of the ordinary. Arsenal were a, a solid team, as I said earlier. I don't think they are too much better than they have been for the last five five years. Maybe a little bit. Obviously, Mesut Ozil is having a, a world-class year. Interesting to see if Ozil, Ozil versus uh, Busquets could be a, a key battle in that uh, over those two legs. Um, we've seen uh, Victor Wanyama did a great job um, when Arsenal played Southampton of completely nullifying Ozil. And uh, he's not, he's not the, I did laugh on Wednesday when there was the um, 50-50 with, um, with Milner. He didn't look very interested in that one, but we know, we know his skills, his ability to pick a pass. So it's, um, I don't have great hopes, but uh, you never quite know. Well, there's one other player that, that I have to ask you about in regards to, to this Arsenal-Barcelona tie, and, and it's Alexis Sanchez. It's, it's the, the, the former Barcelona man. What do you think is going through his mind? I mean, obviously, we're, we're a ways away from this thing, but, but as it nears, I mean, I, I can't help but think that, that there's got to be, whether it's, whether it's butterflies, whether it's that positive adrenaline, there, there's got to be something special flowing through the body of, of Alexis Sanchez, knowing that he has a chance to, to pull off something special against Barcelona. What do you think this is going to be like for Alexis? Well, let's, let's hope his hamstrings are uh, fully stretched out and he's managed, managed to play both legs. Um, obviously, he'd be, he'd be keen to impress on his return. I don't think anyone at Barcelona thought he was an, a bad player. It's just they work, they work on a superstar level and uh, they decided to uh, cut him adrift and Arsenal fans are delighted that they did. Um, I think, I, I don't know if it's um, sort of a, a myth that uh, certainly some managers like Sam Allardyce always seem to pick players when they're going to come going up against their old clubs. He'd be certainly looking to impress there, um, but not even if he's not fit. You know, there's a diff, slightly different strand. But Joel Campbell has been outstanding. That uh, that assist against uh, Olympiacos uh, was quite um, unbelievable. It was the stuff of um, FIFA gaming almost the way he picked a pass there. So. Um, Campbell's been great, but we, I think we all love to see um, Sanchez firing. He's a, he's a workaholic, and uh, let's put those Barcelona fullbacks under a lot of pressure. Oh, good shout out. The, the, the workaholics, you know, had their, they had their season premiere last night. Oh, different, different, different workaholics. But uh, Alexis Sanchez definitely is going to have a, a I feel like definitely going to have something to say and in, in that Barcelona tie. And, and I love that you bring up Sam Allardyce and other managers over the years who, who make a, a habit of that. You always play a guy uh, against his former team. You do everything in your power. But, of course, it, it all depends on that one thing that you bring up, and that is health for Alexis Sanchez and we'll see we'll see how it goes as far as Arsenal and Barcelona but but firmly our eyes are are squared on on the league and what's upcoming for Arsenal this weekend and that's a trip a, a tricky trip to Stoke what do you think the keys to victory are for Arsenal against Stoke got about a minute before we're gonna have to break here Lee talk about the weekend clash on Sunday for the Gunners Stoke Arsenal's Bogey ground. Stoke fans love Arsene Wenger. They really, really love him and his constant bleating about uh, Stoke fans. Obviously, um, a lot of ill blood between the clubs. Uh, the uh, the tackle on Aaron Ramsey a couple of years ago. Um, traditionally, this has been a game where the old stereotype of not fancying it on a uh, on a cold, windy night or cold, windy afternoon is coming to play. Um, I think a lot will rest on. <coughs> Excuse me. A lot will rest on the midfield battle. Obviously, Stoke are a slightly different team there. They play a little bit more football. 
Um, but we need uh, Flamini in particular to be strong in that game. Um, and we need uh, Koscielny and Mertesacker not to have um, one of those off days as they did at Southampton. His name is Lee Walker, again, the managing editor, global managing editor of Bleacher Report. We're talking a little bit more about Arsenal. We're taking a trip back to the hallowed grounds of Highbury on the other side of this break. World Soccer Talk Radio, Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Stay with us. This is Glenn Hagee, America's master handyman, with the Granger Tip of the Week. There is an expression that clothes make the man, but it is also true that the right clothes are a very important part of any job. Proper clothing can really provide a margin of safety. Be sure to wear proper fitting clothes from head to toe. And don't forget about gloves, hearing protection, and safety glasses. Take care of what you wear so that you can keep getting things done. Know what's always on my mind, kid? Safety. I live, eat, and breathe safety. When I wake up in the morning, I have a large cup of safety with two sugars and a dash of safety. Safety matters. Your safety, my safety, everybody's safety. That's why I love Granger. Granger has the products, services, and resources to help keep our facility safe and our people safer. Now pass me one of those safety donuts over there. Call clickgranger.com slash safety or stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Tired of calls, levies, and liens from the IRS or hiring others who don't get the job done? Call Wall & Associates and you'll never talk to the IRS again. The IRS has a program to eliminate tax debt and Wall & Associates professionals are trained to maximize its benefits for you. You always speak with a live person with real support and real knowledge. We've helped thousands of taxpayers like you settle their tax debt with the IRS for a fraction of what they owe. We solve tax problems. Call Wall & Associates now. 800-480-5708. We have the professionals who know how to solve tax problems. If you owe money to the IRS, your tax problems are not going away by themselves, and the passage of time will only make matters worse. Act now before it's too late. Call Wall & Associates right now to speak to a professional tax relief agent. Call 800-480-5708. That's 800-480-5708. Again, 800-480-5708. Hey there, travelers. You going somewhere? Need a hotel? Then call Hotel Wiz anytime, day or night for rates too low to publish. You can save up to 75% on over 500,000 hotels across the globe and get our best price guarantee with no booking or cancellation fees ever. We've got some of the lowest hotel prices you'll find in New York, Chicago, Las Vegas, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and a lot more. Don't waste your time surfing for deals. Make a free call right now and find deals too low to publish. Save up to 75% right now with no cancellation fees. And to make it even easier on you, we're here 24-7 to help. So call right now. Bookmark us in your cell phone. Whatever you need to do, just pick up the phone and call this number for hotel deals that'll knock your socks off. 800-507-3777. You're listening to World Soccer Talk Radio with your host, Nadab Barea, on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. Welcome back into World Soccer Talk Radio. Nadab Barea here with you on the Sports Byline Broadcasting Network. 
podcast form, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and, of course, the website, WorldSoccerTalk.com. Let us know what you think on Twitter. Get at me, at NateWST, and get at all of us, at WorldSoccerTalk. And leave us a review on iTunes when you get a chance. If you're looking for an advantage when betting on soccer this weekend, i got to let you know about a unique open betting platform called FanBet. With FanBet, you can follow your friends and top-ranked bettors to get a wealth of betting tips to help improve your real money bets. Here's how it works. FanBet runs a weekly contest called FanPlay. Members place bets on Premier League games using betting credits. The game data is analyzed, and top bettors are ranked according to their success, and FanBet allows you to see live picks and betting history of these players, and by following winning bettors, logic implies that you will become more successful. That stands true in so many areas of life. Follow winners, and logic implies that you will become more successful. Sign up today for your free account at FanBet.com after you log in to your fan bet account first thing you'll see is a live stream of picks from winning bettors each better ranked based on their average return from their last five bets then you can add any pick to the odds tracker and fan bet will compare leading bookmakers to give you the best available odds for your money it's as simple as that improve your soccer betting returns today with fanbet.com another big thank you to fanbet for their support of world soccer talk radio Global Managing Editor of Bleacher Report and a proud gunner is with us, Lee Walker. And Lee, I want to take a trip back now to to what you brought up there. You said it's funny that Arsenal and Leicester won two locked on 43 points in the Premier League table right now. And that matchup, it was the first matchup that you ever saw in person as far as as an Arsenal game at, at the at the famous ground that, that, that was Highbury back in 1983. And I was wondering if we could take a little trip back to that day and if you could paint a picture for, for folks who, who might not know where, where Arsenal was at in, in 1983 and, and what you saw in your, your beginning days as, as an Arsenal fan and, and paint a little picture of what that day was like at Highbury. Sure. Well, when I was uh, when I was a kid, Arsenal were quite an untrendy club. It was uh, certainly in the neighbourhood that I grew up, just south of uh, London. Tottenham were a very trendy club. They won the FA Cup in 1981 and 82. They had Glenn Hoddle. Um, were the team to go to? Arsenal were perceived as the boring team. Um, they were perceived as the boring team because they often were very boring. Um, so 1983 um, played at Highbury, uh, the days of the terraces. Um, and uh, wasn't a sellout. You could turn up on the day to a game. Um, I believe, as I said, I think the Arsenal-Leicester attendance was around 23,000. Charlie Nicholas, who's now the um, Sky Sports pundit, he he got sent off that day um, for a fight in the centre circle with a guy from from Leicester called Andy Peake. Now, this was a day when, I don't know quite why it was decided that this was an era where referees didn't have yellow or red cards. So you just point to the dressing room when someone was sent off. So that was it. You're never quite sure when someone got sent off. But Arsenal won 2-1 that day. Not the greatest game. Uh, the golden boy, Charlie Nicholas, was sent off. But uh, as a, a very young very young kid, it was a great experience. Well, talk about what was next for you as, as an Arsenal fan. Because the 1980s were, were such a, a bizarre period for, for Arsenal. And obviously the, the very end of the 1980s was, was quite a nice time uh, for Arsenal. But, but talk about those next few years after you... I know you'd been an Arsenal fan for, for a few years prior uh, to 1983. But once you got to go see your first match in person. And, and what was next for you uh, during, during the decade of the 80s? Well, um, the recently deceased Don Howe was um, the manager. Interestingly, um, 
around that era. There was Terry Neal, who was the uh, Arsenal manager. But Arsenal, you know, around, if you look back in the history books, um, they went to three successive cup finals, 1978 through to 1980, but in the league were struggling. I think 15th, um, one of those years. So they were not a, not a great club to watch, um, but certainly my, my, my first sort of Arsenal hero was uh, David Rocastle, who was slightly later, um, obviously part of the 89 title winning team. And that, that 89 title winning team was, uh, was a great year. Um, Scrappy team often, uh, very solid defensively with um, Tony Adams just coming to the fore as a young man. And you know, 26th of May 1989, I can reel off that date um, without uh, too many problems. Of course, Liverpool zero, Arsenal two. Um, and a day, a day that's um, hard to match. You know, I've, in a, for, a, for a former company, I produced uh, a list of the greatest 100 football matches of all time, which was... Uh, Quite a quite a task, but um, number one in that was that Liverpool Arsenal game because I'm not quite sure how that's ever going to re- be repeated. That sort of head-to-head battle per per a Super Bowl per uh, any title game. Um, the reason that game was played was a legacy of the Hillsborough disaster, and the uh, subsequent Liverpool Arsenal fixture was postponed. And then the next available date was the Friday after the end of the um, first division season, as it was. So I have vivid memories of a Tuesday night listening to the radio. Of course, it's the time when all the key games were on TV. And uh, I believe Liverpool beat West Ham 5-0 at Anfield, uh, which meant Arsenal had to win by two clear goals on that night in, uh, in 89. Um, of course, three days later, they managed to do it. It's much to my, uh, much to my surprise. So, uh, they were great days. Um, and then 1991 um, was the sort of the epitome of the George Graham era, was the, the very best team. And then things things changed dramatically. Um, I was at college um, during the Bruce Rioch season and went to a lot of away games and saw some pretty boring football. Um, so, uh, and then, yeah, as I said, the, the Wenger era. Um, we should never forget, even in that period where there were no trophies, uh, what a great impact Wenger had totally transformed the club from the club I knew as a child to the club that we know now. I want to talk a little bit more about the uh, the beginnings of, of the Wenger era there in, in the mid-90s, but I got to go back actually to the 26th of May, 1989, real quick here, because, you know, after everybody had to listen on the show yesterday to two Liverpool fans going down, going down Liverpool memory lane and just reliving Istanbul, reliving other European Cup finals and, and FA Cup finals and great Liverpool triumphs, I think it's only fair to, to the audience right now to bring up one of the most difficult on-field Liverpool memories, and, and that was the final moments of, of that match on the 26th of May, 1989. You say you're listening on the radio to, to Michael Thomas as, as he's dribbling down the field and somehow the ball's ricocheting off of Stevie Nichols' backside and off of shins, and somehow it's still on Michael Thomas's foot as he carries this thing into the area. What do you remember about that exact moment, listening on the radio as Michael Thomas slotted home the second goal at Anfield that night to win the title for Arsenal? Well, actually, actually, that that game was on TV. the The West Ham game the week before was on the radio, so that sort of set the agenda. But I had I had a couple of memories of that that night. One, refusing to watch the game with my family because it was too important. So I went up to my bedroom and watched it alone because it was too important. Um, also, talking of Steve Nichol, um, 
he blatantly refused that Alan Smith's first goal was actually touched by Alan Smith because it was an indirect free kick. He uh, he went running over to the linesman with his clutching his arms, saying that Smith didn't get a touch. So that was a memory that always sticks with me. Um, that's typical Liverpool bleating, some would say, but of course I would be I would be impartial. And then yes, the I I it's all of stuck. It's throw. You've seen it so many times, and in some some very bad Hollywood uh, remakes uh, with Colin Firth since. But do remember thinking, Michael Thomas, you're going to hurt your neck if you uh, do that celebration again. And just remembering the the pan away to the uh, to the corner of Arsenal fans in the corner who were going crazy and thinking that uh, would have been great to be there. Sadly, I was too young to go to a bar to celebrate that victory, but I do remember struggling to sleep that night after that victory. Well, I got a great, great story to to share with you, Lee, uh, regarding regarding Steve Nichol, the the Liverpool defender that that we bring up. Uh, of course, this goal from Michael Thomas was was written about so eloquently by uh, by the great Nick Hornby in in Fever Pitch, and then of course that became uh, the the on screen movie uh, with, with the the Fever Pitch scene and the great the great scene of the two lads watching watching the match on on that final day of the season, twenty sixth May, uh, nineteen eighty nine. But it was back in two thousand eleven. Stevie Nichol was managing the New England Revolution at tiny Buckshaw Stadium in Santa Clara against my beloved San Jose Earthquakes. And I got right down to the touchline. And Stevie and I were, were going back and forth for a minute. I can't remember about exactly what, but finally I, I yelled out to him and I say, hey, I love you. Nick Hornby's one of my favorite authors. And you know, he always says, Fever Pitch couldn't have been written without your contribution. And Stevie Nichol turned back and he said, you know what? I actually like that. There you go. There you go. And Stevie was quite the good sport about that. And uh, I mean, it, it's a tough one to to live down for some Liverpool fans. But what I find hilarious about this is where Michael Thomas went next, Lee. Yes, and he and of course he won the FA Cup, and I believe he scored a goal against Sunderland in uh, a couple of years later. I can't remember exactly what year it was, but uh, yeah, his his career. He was. I think he he wasn't a great player. He was. Um, a box-to-box midfielder. I think he went on to Benfica as well, but uh, certainly for Arsenal fans, he'll always uh, have a fond place in our hearts. Just in just in Steve Nichols' defence, I should say that Steve Nichols saw the Steve Nichols scored the longest header I've ever seen. It was about 25 yards at Highbury. Liverpool won uh, Arsenal, I think, 2-1 on the opening day of the season. I forget the year, but he definitely scored a header from outside the box. Well, it's it's easy for a guy like Stevie Nichol to laugh at at a quote like that or laugh at anybody giving him shtick about that because he truly is a a, a great, great professional and, and a true Liverpool legend. So when you have such a great career and there's so many other trophies that you've lifted and great achievements that you've accomplished, I, I guess it makes it a little bit easier to laugh about something like having the championship deciding goal kind of, you know, a few seconds before it goes in, it's bouncing off your backside and... And uh, Mr. Thomas is uh, taking you yeah. to the yeah, box, but but again, Michael Thomas, you know, went on to to play for Liverpool and and had this this knack for for scoring big goals. Again, as you rightly say, Michael Thomas was not a not a great player, by by no means a club legend for anybody, but he he managed to to make a few friends over the years in in North London. That is that is most definitely true. And and I have to ask you because the, the way that you talk about Michael Thomas, there there's one other player. That comes to mind, and this is during my upbringing of of English football uh, in in the modern modern day, and and talking with with my father, who is you know such a such a diehard Arsenal supporter himself. And there's always this tie in between Michael Thomas and Sylvain Wiltord. 
uh, with, with the goal that Wiltord scored uh, that clinched the title at Old Trafford back in back in the early 2000s. I believe it was the 01-02 season, if I'm if I'm not mistaken. But but talk about that. These players that I, I wouldn't say Sylvan Wiltord is you know up there in the the top. 20 Arsenal players of all time, yet he's remembered in, in in kind of the same breath. He scored a goal that won the league at Old Trafford. He is. Um, just before I get to Sylvain Wiltord, if any of our listeners want to uh, Google uh, Scotland 1986 World Cup shorts, then they will find a very great reason to laugh at Steve Nicol because uh, they, they were an interesting design. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Sylvain Wiltord, I always say to people, he's the, he's the greatest player in the flesh compared to what you see on TV. Um, consistent workaholic, going back to workaholics again, um, <laughs> used to run the flanks all day um, and und- underrated, underrated player when you saw him in the flesh. Um, so, yes, again, I was at Old Trafford um, that day. Um, I witnessed uh, Carnu's amazing uh, gymnast- gymnastics over his head after he scored. Yeah, Will Todd, very underrated player. I think he was a record signing at the time. Obviously, um, a lot of managers saw a lot of great things in him. Um, he was part of that French team that won the uh, won the Euros, I believe. He scored the winning goal. So yeah, um, a big again. Wiltord like Robert Pires, um, so they never did any um, TV interviews. Uh, interestingly, I didn't think Paul Scholes could speak English um, because he never did an interview during his career. Um, now he's a TV pundit, but yeah, Wiltord, um, very underrated player for for Arsenal. Oh man, Lee, you, you keep bringing up workaholics. Are, are, are you familiar with with the TV show? I'm not. No, I'm going to look it up though once I've uh, finished speaking to you. Oh, you you will enjoy Anders Blake and 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 the rest of the the fantastic characters uh, from from Workaholics. Just had their fantastic season premiere uh, last night. You will definitely definitely enjoy uh, some Workaholics. Hey, we've we've got only a minute left here with you, but I have to ask you this question. It's been thrown out quite a bit of late. If Arsenal were to win the league this year, would it be time for Arsene Wenger to to step away on top? In your opinion, um. You, you saying he should have his George Costanza moment and always go out on a high? That was a fantastic Seinfeld reference, and yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Why not? I think uh, what more could he uh, give to the club? Um, as I said, he's he's transformed the club. Let's not let's not forget that he probably has got a bit too stubborn. Maybe he did lose lose track of where the Premier League was going in terms of scouting clubs and some training methods, etc. But um, He's transformed. He's transformed the club from into a, a one of the one of the biggest clubs in the world. So I would say, yeah, why not? If you ask me who his successor could be, I have really no idea. Um, Jose Mourinho. Hear, um, no, thank you. Um, <laughs> I think I think um, Roberto Martinez would be a good fit, um, but we'll see. But yeah, I, I would I would say to Arsene, yes, you've done you've done you've given us great great times. Let's leave on a high. Well, we shall see how that all plays out. 17 matches to the promised land, locked on 43 points, 1-2 with Leicester City right now. Arsenal sitting in first place on goal difference. Lee Walker, Global Managing Editor of Bleacher Report. Thank you so much for your time. Look forward to staying in contact. And all the best of luck with that bogey uh, match over at uh, at Stoke this weekend. Thanks very much. Fingers crossed for uh, three points. (laughs) Another big thank you to Lee. We're back after this on World Soccer Talk Radio. Stay tuned. 
Here's an urgent alert from the Student Loan Hotline. The average student loan debt is $25,000. Have you been out of college for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? If you are struggling with paying off your student loan, if you are past due, we can help. Nationwide Student Loan Relief can now restructure your student loans. We can get your student loans out of default, stop any wage garnishments, stop harassing collection calls, and even eliminate your student loan payment. If you can't afford your student loans, or if you're past due and you need help, you must call right now. We will restructure your loan or your money back, and that's a guarantee. So call the Student Loan Hotline right now. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. 800-949-8707. When you struggle with credit card bills every month, you're not just in debt. Debt is all around you. I see people every day that are on the brink. They're going to go over the edge, and at the bottom is bankruptcy, and we pull them back. At the Debt Helpline, we're experts at helping you resolve your debt problems and become free of debt. We can help you pay off your debt and give you one lower monthly payment that you can afford. You do get to consolidate your payments. You only have to worry about making one payment a month instead of making three or four or five. If you have $5,000, $10,000 or more in credit card bills, call the Debt Helpline now for a free confidential debt analysis. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Call the CESI Debt Helpline right now for a free confidential debt review. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. Are you an inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. It's 1-800-316-1738. Another tip of my cap to Lee Walker, the global managing editor of Bleacher Report. Find him on Twitter at Lee underscore Bleacher R, and you can give him all sorts of stick about his gunners that he loves so much. That Arsenal team that I still have pegged, I'm sticking to my guns, no pun intended, I'm sticking to my goons. There you go. Sticking to my goons, same thing I said back in August, Arsenal will win the Premier League here in the 2015-2016 campaign. I hope you have a fantastic footballing weekend. Please do not play those Donald Trump singing girls more than three times because your head will explode. It's catchier and worse than I can't feel my face when I'm with you. It's terrifying. Please don't do it. Do, 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 do. Oh my God, it's taking over my brain. I got to go coach a match. Shasta and Foothill, we're going for 7 and 0, baby. Come on, you Lobos. I'll talk to you on Monday. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.